Hey y'all, welcome to Tom Talks. On this week's episode, it's going to be a little bit shorter just because of the July 4th holiday, uh, but we are going to be talking about... I'm going to teach you how to drastically reduce your house's value. I'm going to tell you about my experience at the Tarrant County auction. And you're starting to feel very guilty. Hey y'all, welcome to the show. My name is Tom Jung. I'm your host. And I'm Jack Lizenby, co-host. And we are local Dallas Fort Worth real estate agents. And this is the show about everything Fort Worth, Dallas, and local stuff and other things that we like <laughs> to talk about. We try to keep most of it local. But uh, mm. uh, anyways, if you uh, are looking to buy or sell, we'd love to work with you. You can find us at TomsTexasRealty.com or at TomsTexasRealty on Instagram and Facebook and Tom.Things on TikTok. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, shorten episode this yeah. week, mainly because we have a short week and we have to get it done quick. So That's fair. <laughs> so we've only got three topics instead of our usual five. But mm. do anything cool this weekend? Uh, went to a buddy's place, got drunk, watched the fireworks, uh, went out on the lake. You were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Surf, kneeboard a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Got but, some bruises, some sunburn, you know. Yeah. But yeah, sounds like you did. I mean, it's like classic July 4th yeah. celebration. So, But uh, what are we kicking off with? So uh, this is a bit of a morbid topic, but okay. let's start. We're both young and healthy, so I feel like there's not a lot of like predisposition in asking something like this. But have you thought about like what you plan to do after you die like with your body? Yeah, I'm going to have them freeze it until they can bring me back to life. Oh, like Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't given it a time to thought. Um, oh. But yeah, no, that has crossed my mind. But we also talked about what a scam that could be. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because <laughs> no, no telling if that works. Well, um, TikTok recently had been making waves in other social medias because of a TikToker who did something very interesting for the final disposition. So she recorded herself having a private burial of her mom in her backyard. Hmm. Yeah. And okay. I'm talking like it was nice. They had like a it was like a, a, a dark granite headstone with like silver inlay and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was really well done. It's just a very formal grave and stone in this person's private yard. Yeah. And that got a lot of people talking and I wanted to cover this because Texas has some very interesting laws around this. Uh namely that there aren't any. Mm. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people were like, that's not healthy. That's gross. Like, I would never do that. Like, can, what? Can you bury a body anywhere? Well, you would bury your hamster in the yard. I mean, yeah, right. You can, yeah. I mean, you could technically dispose of, of animal remains in your backyard, no yeah. problem. But, you know, you think people, and it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't just dump grandma under the tree like I did the dog. Uh, but you can do that. <laughs> so in Texas, it's legal to bury a body on your own property. Hmm. There's some stipulations, okay. but Texas Health and Safety says that there's nothing wrong with it, and there's no actual state law that prohibits it. Hmm. Now, that being said, there's always, like, uh, secondary and tertiary legislation, so you've got to check with, like, your county and your city uh, to make sure that there's no laws against that, because I know that a lot of laws, or there are a lot of city laws against, uh, or that regulate private burials and um, family cemeteries. So you just have to make sure you're in compliance with that. Like um, some of the big ones are it has to be on a plot of land less than 10 acres, which is weird. But that's cemetery taxes is why that that's the way that is. Can't be in a floodplain. Makes sense. Yeah, you don't want it floating up. Right. (laughs) Coming unburied. And it has to be a certain distance away from like a city in certain cases, depending on like the population and things like that. So other question, like, okay, let's say that I bury my mom in my backyard. Can 
and I sell my house. Can I go back and visit her whenever I want to? Uh, yeah, actually, we looked that up because we had a, a very similar instance for somebody who was trying to buy a house with a private cemetery mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm. and he would have to allow right of way for people to come and view the the uh, grave sites, hmm. essentially. Yeah. And I think the biggest issue with that it was it wasn't like on the corner of the lot or anything where we could have fenced it off or anything. It was like smack in the middle of the backyard. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. But yes, you you would have a right of way easement to view the the um, the burial site. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And they would have to maintain it as well. Well, you would have to maintain it. They would have to allow you to maintain it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it might hurt the property value. Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's safe to say that buyer did not end up going with that property with the family cemetery on it. Yeah. Um, for several reasons. Uh, I think another interesting thing is, since there aren't any laws surrounding this, if you're doing a private burial like this, you don't need a funeral director. So you don't need to be licensed. You don't need to have a licensed funeral director to attend it. And you also don't need a casket, hmm. which is another very interesting thing. So you could potentially just dump somebody in a hole cover it with dirt and as long as you're not violating any city laws like hey that's good enough hmm. yeah <laughs> weird yeah. uh huh the uh, i will say you do need you still need like your statement of death and uh, death certificate statement of death i think is like within 24 hours and then death certificate is within 10 days okay so as long as like i said there's there's like a bunch of steps you gotta get through in order to do this but as off-putting as it seems videotaping yourself burying your mom in your backyard it's not illegal in texas it's weird but not illegal very weird <laughs> and that's why i thought it was interesting like how could you if you're gonna videotape the videotaping doing this, part is yeah, weird right i think that's really weird yeah. like those people that take selfies with like dying relatives and stuff like that it's like eh, that's probably not where your focus should be Dude, i didn't even think about that people take selfies oh that was so bad in the early 2000s i remember that was all over facebook like people with like their dying last grandma. selfie yeah it's like <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, really bad. Um, but I, I, it got me a bit on a bit of a rabbit hole because I was like, "Well, what else can you do with your body after you're okay. dead? Ex- yeah. Besides burying, because like burying's an obvious one. We have graves everywhere, so obviously ground burials. Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, number two, cremation. Everyone okay. knows those two. Uh, another one that's pretty popular is burial at sea, usually reserved for like navy and okay. sailors okay. and things yeah. like that. Some of the less common ones. Uh, Disillusion. So it's like cremation, but mm-hmm. instead they use like a highly alkalinated water to dispose all the soft tissue on your body and leave nothing but the bones. Okay. And then they grind it up kind of like they do with cremation and then give the bone powder to the family. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, there is a space burial where launch out into space basically yeah they they take uh cremated remains and they just send them up with a satellite run or something and then launch it into orbit there's a specific Dope. company that does this wait it puts it in a little orbit bit. yeah oh yeah just i'd be doing like, i'd be like just launch me see how far i get yeah right <laughs> well it'd probably be suborbital you'd come back down but you know uh, okay yeah, yeah. Uh, give me outside of that just Let's, contributing yeah. to kepler syndrome over here um <laughs> There's also tree burials or shroom burials. Basically, what they do is they either bury you in a hollowed out tree or mm-hmm. they bury you under like a sapling or in a um, like a w- whatever you call it, mycelia, and let just nature take its course. Okay. I think that one's kind of cool. Yeah. Another one, when you're cremated, you can turn your ashes into certain things. One of them is diamonds. You can get memorial diamonds where they take parts of the carbon in the ashes and uh, compress them with more pure carbon to get yeah. a diamond that they etch like usually dates and names into hmm. 
Hey. How do you feel about that? Wearing somebody's dead body on? <laughs> See, the, uh, I don't jewelry? think it's supposed to be a, on a ring. I think it's supposed to be like on like a little pedestal uh, or something. Yeah. I just worry that someday somebody's just going to be like, yeah, let me just pawn this. It's worth more <laughs> to, to me like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, there's vinyl compression. So like, you know, vinyls like uh, records. Yeah. They've been getting really big, but they can do the same thing with your ashes where they compress it into the vinyl itself and they'll have like a recorded message that they can play <laughs> on the the thing. Oh my gosh. So like if you recorded a message before you uh -huh. died and it's like, hey, I want you to put me on a vinyl. Right. And here's the message. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's, you could really that could be fun. you could really screw with people yeah. like Nostradamus style where it's you just say some really cryptic stuff on your disc and screw with people after you're oh dead. Oh my gosh. Or it'd be like, I buried a treasure. Here's your clues. You know? Like whoever finds it gets to keep it. Oh my god, that would be the best. Like if That'd you have hilarious. it played at the funeral and then it's like a mad hunt for the entire family. Oh, it's like the one piece. Oh god. And then uh the last one that I thought was really interesting was they can make a coral reef out of your body. Okay. So they basically bury you in like a ball or a block of concrete and they set it in the ocean somewhere to help um, like coral reefs mm -hmm. have something to grab onto so they can reproduce and it helps, um, you know, develop ocean life in the area. Would your bones eventually decay? I mean, I guess so. They'd be mm -hmm. encased in concrete. So as long as the concrete stays together, your remains oh, the would whole, stay there. Like your whole body's in concrete. Mm -hmm. oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and then there was the cryogenics that you were talking about yeah, as well. Yeah, you could freeze your body. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's so many crazy things. I, yeah, I really thought about it. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Now we're all <laughs> going to be thinking of the, what what happens after we die. Yeah. Sorry well, to remind us about our own mortalities. Yeah. Well, dude, like, so if you were buried mm -hmm. in a uh, uh, somebody's backyard, you know, and that's a reason, that would be a reason why mm -hmm. if you were buying a house from... Uh, a county auction you would want to research it beforehand to know yeah. that's like a thing yeah so it'd be a fun discovery yeah <laughs> but uh anyways that was my segue to the uh, county <laughs> auctions this uh yeah today actually this month today uh went down just to check it out see what it was all about because we've been buying uh we flip properties people watch this they probably know um and it's been more difficult to get them so we were like hey maybe let's explore buying them at auction and so i went today just kind of like see how it all worked and what it was like yeah. and it was a little bit overwhelming so beforehand we got a list of like 200 and uh, it might have been more than that it was like two to three hundred properties that were supposed to be foreclosed and auctioned off in tarrant county this month all in one month. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Now, yeah, so I get this auction list, but not all of them make it there. Like, there's a lot of other options. People short sell. If there's enough equity, they can sell it for cash before that happens. So, mm -hmm. like, not all of them make it there. But, um, you know, I was like, I'm just going to run this test. We picked out, like, six, and I was like, let's see what happens. Well, the auctions go on. Uh, there's, you know, they take place, I think, for from, like, I don't know what time it started. I got there at 10. That was the earliest one of ours was. I think it starts before that, but it goes through like two, two o'clock or something like that, I oh, think. Damn. So it's like an all day thing. And they have different trustees. So like basically Bank of America would have a trustee that does all of their auctions mm -hmm. and you may have, you know, you may have a trustee that handles it for multiple banks, whatever. So, oh, okay. So, like each bank would be doing an auction themselves. Yeah, maybe. Or okay. there's like one guy that handles like seven different banks. But beforehand, you know who the trustee is, and mm. that's who you got to go find if you want to buy that property because gotcha. they're going to be the one on the steps doing the auction. So the the auction's actually on the steps. So first of all, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we'll throw in some clips. I took some video today of just like what it was like. Mm -hmm. um, but. There's probably, I don't know, I'm a bad estimator of people. I'm guessing 50 people 
okay. there when I was there. Um, a little bit of a crowd, nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, it wasn't too crazy, but there, there were quite a few people. And uh, auction.com was going when we got there. So mm-hmm. theirs is a little bit unique where you can actually auction remotely. Like you can do it online rather than being there in person. And so theirs was going first. And then uh, this other auctioneer started up. Same steps. Like mm-hmm. one guy's on one side, the other dude's on the other side. And he's like, <laughs> all right. And so he just starts. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what just happened? Right. <laughs> so uh, so then I go over there to hear what this guy's saying. And he doesn't give the property address, which makes it hard for me to look everything mm-hmm. up. The other guy was given the property address, which was nice. But I guess there's no standard on how they, they do it. So Fair anyways, this guy starts auctioning properties. And then you know, the other guy starts one. So I'm like trying to hear what property that was. Mm. And then this third guy comes out in the middle of the steps and he starts an auction, but he's talking like, just like I'm talking to you. Yeah. Like conversation. Level Nobody can hear the guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? And he auctioned, I think maybe one property, maybe two, one or two properties. And oh, was so gone. he was just in and out. Yeah. yeah. It was like, boom, gone. <laughs> and yeah, it was the craziest thing. And so anyways, I, uh, in the, you know, I was only there for about an hour, but in that hour span none of my properties that i had marked came up for Mm. auction so i don't actually know how any of them went or if they got auctioned or anything but i did write down some of the ones that did sell okay so i'll share that with you guys because i'm always curious like do you get a really good deal if you buy from auction Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and i also should preface this with um you know typically before somebody buys at auction they've done research or they've had somebody do research to make sure that it's not other liens on the property because basically uh, in most cases, it's like the first lien that's being closed, but it doesn't mean that there's other liens. So Right. They could have had like remodels done or taken out a second mortgage or something. Yeah. So depending on the auction, all that, I'm just saying do your research before you jump into this. Mm. But uh, So the first property was in Viridian, which is a nice uh, uh, suburb in Arlington. Yeah. It's like it's a nice little area. Yeah. And so ARV on that property is like 2,900 square feet, three bedroom, three bath, built in... 2014-ish. Okay. I don't have the exact date, but I think it was built. Like It's a newer home. Uh, and so the house should be worth around 650000 if it's in good shape. That one sold for 487000 Yeah, so, you know, and this is kind of the thing. It's, you don't get to see the house beforehand. So Yeah, it could be a train wreck inside. Yeah, so if they, you know, like let's say that you're buying this to turn around and sell it, you know, after you're probably gonna have like six percent closing costs by the time you pay real estate agents everything else and the closing costs uh there's still one hundred twenty four thousand dollars to be had in profit you know i mean that's pretty good yeah assuming that you don't have to fix anything up which you know if the people leaving the house didn't mm-hmm. destroy it i mean even if you spend 10 grand on paint and touch up or whatever you're in great shape right uh, so that was that was interesting. Um, it's also a big gamble, right? Four hundred eighty-seven is not just yeah. jump check, <laughs> um, especially when you have to have it all right there. Yeah. So the next property was uh, fifty-four thirty-two Whitman Avenue. This is a street we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, sold a property on there not too long ago. It was about nineteen hundred square feet, three two. Th- these homes were built like in the late fifties, early sixties. So and um, I was able to pull up. It was for sale back like a year ago, Mm. completely outdated. So assuming it's the same way, it's going to need a lot of work. I would estimate mm, at least $70,000. Okay. And you're also looking at, you know, in that, in that area, you probably have cast iron pipes, which Mm -hmm. could be substantially more if you got to replace them. So anyways, long story short, ARV on that property after repair value, uh, is about 335,000. I didn't catch the very end bid, but I did hear 195, so I don't know if it went a little bit higher. Okay. But let's just assume 195. 
then you've got basically $120,000 to fix it up, and that's also your profit plus your holding costs, right? So, right, yeah. you know, that one, if they got it at 195, they may be okay on that as far as like a, a fix and flip goes. And then the last one was 8136 Mountain Ridge, and this is a uh, 2009 property, 43, 2600 square feet, kind of um, towards the Alliance area, north of Saginaw. Okay. Um, and it sold for 333,000. We had that one comped at 445. So that only left, uh, it's, it's like an $85,000 Mm-hmm. you know rehab and profit window for anybody that was picking that up so a little tighter that was a little bit tighter yeah so it was interesting it wasn't like uh so none of these i would consider a steal mm-hmm. you know and so i don't know it was quite interesting and the amount of people you know that had cash to throw around was kind of crazy i was gonna say if it seems like if it's making it to auction, it's already made it past all the, the investors who would have thought like, yeah, I'd be good at this price or whatever. So I, I have a feeling that <laughs> none of them are gonna end up being steals because like auction feels like absolute last resort. Yeah, well, so, and you know, that's interesting. Like if you have equity, you know, any one of these houses, they could have probably sold. I don't, I don't know exactly what the equity was, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing a lot of them could have, be, could have been sold if they would have just said, hey, let me just sell it for cash to somebody. But yeah. a lot of times, you know, somebody may have passed away. It could have been that a lot of people, when they get behind on payments, they just stick their head in the sand and they won't answer phone calls or whatever else. Yeah. So I don't know. The other thing uh, my wife brought up, which I thought was you know interesting as well, she's like, do you think there's people, like a lot of those people were there and once they like get a property, they leave? Like as the day goes on, like if you have a $300,000 budget and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, depending on what house I buy, I can buy one or two. Well, once I've spent my money, that's fair. Yeah. I'm gone, right? So, you know, obviously I didn't have all day to spend at the auction, but I wonder if you get better deals towards the end of the day. Mm. That's a good point. Or if more people show up throughout the day. I'm also wondering, is there like a a schedule or anything that somebody could check? Like, hey, we're going to be auctioning this at this time, this at this time, or this is the order we're going in? Kind of. So like we had the the one that we have, um, the sheet that we get, it says, you know, so like the this one trustee is going to be auctioning this block between 1 and 3 o'clock or 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. So it's like a it's a pretty large window and they don't tell you what order they're going in. And that was the other difficult thing. Like there was one trustee that had like a majority of the properties. So mm. you're just like, you know. It's somewhere in this three hour yeah. window. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of, I don't know, the whole thing was kind of crazy. I learned a little bit, but. That's pretty cool. And yeah. it was like outside? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. <sighs> if you weren't in the, if you weren't in the shade. I was like, that's going to scare some people sure. off. Yeah. Bring an umbrella or something. Yeah. But uh, we're not, shoot, just bring an ice cream truck out there and start selling. Or like shaved ice. Ooh, just like one of there. those little carts like the Palotero man's like with <laughs> ice cream in it I don't or know why they weren't there like oh, for real there's well, got there's got to be laws against courthouse, it courthouse right they yeah. would have to get a permit yeah probably but man that'd be a that'd be a killing right there yeah yeah chump change for these guys would be like I just brought $3,500 checks to throw around yeah. yeah I can pay $15 for an ice cream whatever <laughs> yeah bottle of water yeah Ooh. I mean maybe if you got like some powers of persuasion a little bit of hypnosis to throw in there you could maybe squeeze a little more out of them which is probably why they're looking to ban that in uh, police investigations oh so if you didn't know this that's actually a legitimate law enforcement uh, info gleaning technique is they'll attempt to uh, hypnotize people when really? when questioning witnesses Huh. And 
until September of this year, it's legal, but they're looking to to make a change about that because I don't know about you, mm. but that seems a little sketchy to me. Yeah, that's like borderline. Now, yeah. if it's just to get you to tell the truth, I'm like, okay, cool. But <laughs> if they're manipulating you to say what they want you to say. Right, exactly, ooh. because like they just need to close a case, right? Yeah. And so um, there's there's been a lot of debate about this, and it, was, it actually really came under fire back in 2020. But uh, what they do in a lot of cases is they will use hypnosis. And what, what the goal is isn't to necessarily, like, you're going to tell exactly what we want you to tell. It's going to be more, like, along the lines of, hey, I'm having a really difficult time remembering because this is a very traumatic event for me. And they'll be like, no worries. We'll put you in, like, a hypnotic trance state and help, like, reduce some of that stress. So hopefully you can remember more clearly what happened. Sure. Uh, and that's that's I mean everything is altruistic on paper I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but half of the states in the U.S. either ban or heavily restrict the use of hypnosis in court cases, uh, and Texas is looking to be one of those states okay. and make it absolutely illegal to use it against a criminal defendant in the court of law. So for anyone who doesn't understand like how hypnosis works or anything like that they're not usually some cloaked man with a watch dangling in front of your face (laughs) uh that's usually just for like show and stuff like that but yeah like repetitive eye motion is one thing that they do use in a lot of cases but really all it is is a uh, highly suggestive state that you're put in a lot of people enter states of hypnosis while they're driving and you can actually see this on the road where people will like uh what I like to call zombie down the road. They just Mm kind of turn off their brain or uh, white line fever is another name for it. Hmm. Um, Usually you can tell because whenever you go to pass somebody and they start to speed up or something like that, usually they're not maliciously like, no, I can't let this guy pass. Usually it's just like, oh, the cars around me are speeding up, so I need to speed up. Right, right, right. So dumb things like that, uh, that's technically a form of hypnosis. I've noticed noticed that whenever I move a house and I'll be Mm -hmm. driving home, I'll just drive to the old house. Like it's like second nature. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Yeah. stuff like that. And so what, what they're hoping to do is like pull the the non uh conscious things out of the memories that you have but a lot of the issues that they're facing is like there's no actual proof that it's been helpful in legal battles mm. so one of the, some of the best best things is like it they they think it does it helps to recall information better but in a lot of cases they can't really tell if they're actually recalling more information or if they've just started implanting false memories because these people are in a highly suggestive state so if they're also in a very uncomfortable situation like an investigation or a uh, an interrogation room at a police department they may start filling in gaps losing critical thinking skills or um one of the things that they've noticed a lot is called cementation where like if you're asked a question over and over again and you have to just start like making up details because you're just not answering questions as effectively as somebody would like eventually you may start to believe that those things were real right yeah and especially in a highly suggestive state like this a lot of the times they found that these events never happened and people are just saying it but they've it's been drilled into them from such a a a vulnerable state that they believe it happened Mm -hmm. um so obviously they're looking to do away with this yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah perfect makes perfect sense to anyone who's thought about it for more than two seconds yeah but whenever you got to get a conviction i mean hey and the law doesn't say anything against it some unscrupulous individuals may you know take advantage of it i thought it was really interesting because apparently the texas rangers have a uh, like the top hypnotist in the state for investigative hypnotism after the investigation that happened not the baseball club 
no, no, okay. like the, the actual Texas <laughs> I Rangers. I was like, okay. No, like uh, the, the actual yeah, yeah. law enforcement yeah. agency. Okay. Um, there was a big investigation that happened in mid-2020 that really brought a lot of this to light. Almost immediately after that investigation came out, he resigned. He's like, well, uh, I'm in the hot seat. Bye. <laughs> Time for me to retire. Yeah, the bull crap is up. Wow. Huh. Um, the only downside is it's not going to be retroactive. So anyone – because there's actually several people who are in very long sentences because of um, – evidence gained from hypnotic uh investigations they would have to appeal is the biggest thing mm. and then be retried essentially yeah. interesting mm -hmm. i wonder uh i wonder if like uh <laughs> i'm stuck on this for some reason but like the ball club the texas strangers like, yeah or like yeah. any sports <laughs> imagine that <laughs> i wonder if they've ever tried hypnotizing players like what if like it's you're like you're becoming a better pitcher <laughs> yeah or like hey you don't you only swing at like uh mm -hmm. strikes right you know like, uh, I wonder if that's even possible. Or like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure to some degree. Like, if you if you um, like in you you enter somewhat hypnotic states in larger groups of people, or like in in games, like especially yeah. team sports, there's like a, there's a good um, sense of like suggestion from your team and stuff like that. Like, you can pick up on team movements and things yeah. like that without like consciously thinking. Once you get into it, so I'm sure to some degree they probably leverage that to help improve training. They just may not necessarily go outrightly calling it hypnosis. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'd have to ask the Astros. Yeah. Oh, shots <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. I'm just laughing along. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, they got in trouble because they, they were uh, uh, signaling. They were doing, like, some illegal signaling in the World Series. Um, signaling. I didn't know that was a thing. Isn't yeah. that just, like, what coaches do? No, basically they had, like, uh, they had – I don't know if they had, like, a dude sitting in center field or something mm -hmm. that was, like, using binoculars to pick up on the catcher's signals so oh, they could steal them okay, and relay yeah. it to the batter. See, I found out that's why, like, whenever they zoom in on the coaches on the sidelines in football, they always have, like, the clipboards in front of their face. Yeah. It's so that you can't read their lips. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, that's actually really smart. I thought they yeah. were just like, I can't hear. Let me just hide it with my <laughs> – clipboard or something dumb yeah huh it's, i'm sure it'd be an interesting thing to look up i'm, I'm sure there's been some kind of hypnotist oh, I, used in athletics mm -hmm. dude in golf that would be great like if you could mm -hmm. somehow hypnotize like i would be i would be i would sign up for the study like <laughs> to hit the ball perfectly every time mm -hmm. yeah i'm in Bad. i wonder if that's possible anyone out there who's a golf hypnotist we're looking for you <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing it should be but uh anyways uh shorter episode this week thanks for tuning in as always and uh if you are looking to buy or sell remember to keep calm call tom <laughs>